Welcome to Soren Lit. I am Mary O'Brien, and today I am speaking from the territorial and unceded lands of the coastal Miwok people in Northern California. I write nonfiction essays and poetry, as well as work as an environmental land artist. My writing has evolved out of my engagement with place and community and the research I develop for these land art installations. My nonfiction works delve into ecological loss and community resilience. Public art installations that I've been involved with mirror these themes and can be found in Charlotte, North Carolina, New Orleans, Louisiana, as well as to public domain lands on the West Coast. My essays and poems have been published in both scientific and literary journals, um, the Solutions Journal, Women's Eco Artist Dialogue Journal, and Silver Birch Press, to name a few. My connections to the South um, are are varied, and um, I don't live in the Southern part of our country. I grew up in the Midwest, Um, My family would drive to the south to get warm on the beaches of the Gulf Coast. Um, We were snowbirds, definitely is what we called them. Um, But I knew we were tourists and that that wasn't a realistic view of life in the southern regions of our country. I always wanted to know more about the people and culture in the south. And I got that opportunity when my collaborator Dan McCormick and I were invited to do an artist residency in Charlotte, North Carolina at the McCall Center for Art and Innovation. Our three months residency turned into a three-year gig where we developed an environmental art residency program for the McCall Center. It is here where I got a taste for working on Southern lands. The red soil, constant humidity, a place where nothing truly ever stops growing. Since then, I've worked and lived in New Orleans and Knoxville, Tennessee, where the poem I will read today was inspired. As an outsider who became an insider for a short while in the South, I found that the communities of the South are very different than those where I grew up. People of all ages, backgrounds, and persuasions are more engaged with their communities and their lands. There is a deeply ingrained spirit of volunteerism, and I so very much appreciated that when I was working with community. I find Southerners as curious about Northern culture as the rest of the nation is of them. I have a strong belief that I can, that art can bridge cultural gaps if we let it. And I believe that art is that powerful. Like any writer and artist, I look for ways to be inclusive in my work. A lot of my land art and my writings are grounded in science. I work to bring that into my writing in ways that readers can find interesting, but it's not often easy to distill scientific facts into creative writing. I struggle with my own deep interest in the scientific findings and ways to communicate that to audiences. I found that poetry opens up an emotional quotient that I can ride to the completion of some works, especially my poems. I plan to intersperse poetry with my essays, and that's really what I'm working on right now. Currently, I'm writing a series of poems and essays on the legacy of environmental destruction that humans leave on their lands and the effort of many communities to make them right. It's a collection about hope, 
and innovation and the gentle ways that we can work on the earth to lead to greater resilience and sustainability. I have been writing for this, I have been writing about this for years. With the growing awareness of the effects of climate change, it's finally becoming timely to a general population. So I have great hope that um, I will do more publishing of my work. I'm drawn to writers who work on the land with a sense of reverence. So Wendell Berry and the great Louise Erdrich, but lately, Wes Jackson, who's a plant geneticist and working and writing about how we can make our agricultural lands more sustainable with perennial crops is my focus. But it is Jackson's view of life and work that I find just irresistible. He says, if your life's work, your life's dreams are completed before you die, you're not thinking big enough. That's a reverence for both the future and history. So I try to bring out in my writing that reverence for the lessons of history. So here's an example. I wrote this poem along with two accompanying nonfiction essays while I was an artist fellow at Log Haven Artist Residency in Knoxville, Tennessee. The residency grounds are on the banks of the Tennessee River, south of the city center, and surrounded by historic Civil War battlefields, which are preserved as public parks. So, here it is. I see the earthen mounds. You see the river parapets. Impressions in the rifle pits. Tracks in the redoubt. A borrowed lexicon won't soften the injury. Joined a war they didn't understand on their southern soils. This is their land, and is mine, and ours. It is the land we love so, or a place that we are fond. Trenches in the shape of men, the battle never played. Timbers rolled to the river, cracked open these southern soils. The vine has an easy climb here. I see giant topiary, you turn away. Imagine a remedy? We know better, no one plays in kudzu. A century and a half of memorializing, house beams grow into nurse logs, curb cuts disappear under invasive. Can we give it back? Swamp need if we dare for retreat? Remove our influence? Our middens will sink under Earth's own detritus suffering a slow revenge. Well, thank you for listening to me. Um, to all our listeners and readers out there, I so much very appreciate this opportunity um, that Soren Litt has given me. I will say that you can find more of my work on Instagram at Evolving Stories, and my installation work is on Facebook as Watershed Sculpture. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Soren Litt. I'm your founding editor, Melody J. Rogers. Soren Litt can be located at SorenLitt.com. Thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful day. Mm-hmm.